0: Hey guys, you know what time it is. It is IOP Bets, week three edition. We're coming at you with all of our hot picks for this week of football.
1: Yeah, Sonny had a great week last week. Uh, he got the upper hand. He had a 25% win rate, I guess I would say.
0: Uh, yeah, 25% winnings back for sure. I mean, a lot of them were close to hitting too. It could have been a lot better, but um, I'm not mad about it. I'm happy with the last week.
1: <laughs> we'll go in with our two biggest beats first to start up. Uh, Sonny had the Rams over 5.5, I mean, over uh, Rams minus 5.5 as the last leg of his almost plus 300 parlay, and he missed because the Rams decided to give themselves a safety because they feared a Falcons run back on a punt.
0: Makes me sick. Makes me sick.
1: And then my biggest beat was Debo Samuel ending with 44 yards receiving when he needed 45.5 to round off my 49ers pick.
0: Makes me sick as well. It wasn't even my butt.
1: <laughs> so just because of how bad that was, we're just not even going to talk anymore about week two. <laughs> Put and that in the past. Let's pop in into what we got going on week three, as this week's hopefully going to be even better. So we're going to start with the Buffalo at Miami game. So I think me and Sonny extensively talked about this one, where we're not exactly sure what to expect here.
0: That's a weird one. I mean, a lot. obviously Buffalo's been dominant, but Miami's looked pretty damn good too. There's something at home.
1: there's something about Miami being this explosive offense and Buffalo being this explosive offense that makes me feel like this game is going to be like <laughs> a, a standstill where neither team really gets what they want done. Field goal city. Yeah, but I could also see this game ending like 60 to 50 cuz both teams Literally. just have all the firepower they needed more in the offense.
0: Yeah, it's a weird one. This one took us. I feel like the most time. Like we kept coming back to this one. Like ah, oh, doesn't look good.
1: Man, just I guess my parlay, my four leg parlay will explain how weird <laughs> I feel about this game. So the one thing I think will happen is Hill and Diggs will get their share of yards necessary. So I had Hill over 40 yards receiving and Diggs over 50 yards receiving as two of my legs. My last two legs are the Dolphins plus 12 and a half. I can see the Dolphins winning this game outright. The two ways I see this game going are either Dolphins winning this game in like a squeaker or the Bills coming out and just stomping the Dolphins and running and holding the ball a little bit and the Dolphins not being able to get anything going. That's why I had that Dolphins 12.5 because I think that covers my bag both ways. And then I had under 62.5 as my final leg. Mm-hmm. I think this game is going to be kind of low scoring, but low scoring for Josh Allen's like two touchdowns. So I'm going to go in with uh, those four legs and that all of that just to get the plus 159.
0: I mean, if you have to put it on anyone to get theirs, you're going Hill and Diggs. No, no. Uh, you, you can't go wrong with that. You might as well place that in under 62 and a half. I mean, how explosive can they really be at the end of the day? On the other end, for me, I've got Tyreek Hill. Also, I'm going in on him over 72.5 receiving yards. I think no matter what defense he's playing, He's just way too quick. He's going to get open. They're going to pep around with targets. I like him for over 72 and a half. On the contrary, I've got Waddle under 64 and a half receiving yards. I don't think he's got that. I mean, he's an amazing receiver. Don't get me wrong. But I just feel like they're going to key in on him a little bit more. He's been the preferred red zone target. I think he finishes a little disappointing this week. And to top it all off, I'm going Bill's Moneyline. I trust in the Bills to win on the road in this division game. That comes out to plus 438, which is so pretty solid. The
1: one thing that scares the crap out of me is the 64 and a half yards for Waddle. So we both know <laughs> Waddle can get that in one simple like, catch and go. For Waddle sure, Waddle and Hill just have so much speed that that scares the crap out of me but I don't think the fa- the Dolphins will be able to score at will like they did against that Ravens defense. Right. So overall, I like your bet. I'm surprised that the odds are as long as they are on that, and we know what that usually means. That usually means a miss. But I'm super excited about how this game goes, and I'm excited to watch it, even though I feel like it might be an ugly one.
0: It's a risky one. Maybe it's a case of overthinking it, too. Like I said, we came back to this one a lot. but
1: Man, I swear we spent at least 40 minutes on this one. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that, <laughs> we'll, we'll no exaggeration. We'll see how that uh, so, for the next game, we had Cincinnati at the Jets. Uh, another one where I think Cincinnati has to show out. I mean, it's, they got to win. They're 0 2. If they go 0 3, you borderline can kiss the playoffs goodbye. I know they're in not the strongest division, but I, I, th- I think Cincinnati's got to win this one. That's where my bet started with the Bengals' money line. And I think Burrow wants to silence some of the doubters because a lot of people have been saying that he, the offense isn't where it was. So, I had Burrow at over 250 yards passing. And Chase at over 50 yards receiving. Uh, that's from the Cincinnati standpoint. Then I think Garrett Wilson gets 40 yards receiving relatively easily. Flacco loves to target Wilson. Yeah. So I got Wilson over 40 yards receiving and the total of the game going over 36 and a half. So I did an alternate spread. Uh, I think the game could end up being high scoring from Cincinnati side, and I would not be surprised if the Jets didn't score a single touchdown. So I, I think the game the, the game script kind of leans more towards Cincinnati side. So that uh, six-legged parlay is plus seven thirty-three.
0: That's very solid, plus seven thirty-three. There, I mean, I like all of it. None of it is a stat that pops out at me like, oh, that guy's you know usually not around that number. They're all gonna be sitting over you know Wilson forty yards, Chase over fifty. I like that a lot. Um, that's a really good number for for that type of parlay. On my end, I've got Michael Carter breaking you know twenty-five plus rushing yards. They're talking about him being the heart of the offense. I, if he can't break 25 rushing yards, I'll I'll die by that because I feel like that's just so minuscule. Same thing with Joe Mixon, 25 plus receiving yards. More than talented receiving back. He gets most of the uh the snaps in that offense. So I've got that in there. Corey Davis as well, 25 plus receiving yards. Flacco's leaned on him. He's the veteran receiver I feel like there. He's going to go to him when, you know, it gets tough. And I do think the Bengals will win this. But to round it off, I've got the Jets plus 10 and a half. Offenses look like they can stay in games. Flacco's probably his last game he's starting. He's going to try to go out with a bang. He doesn't want to get blown out in case Zach Wilson comes out and looks abysmal. He wants to give himself a chance to step back into the lineup.
1: Still vying for a job somewhere else, maybe. Yeah, or, or that, not. yeah.
0: He can get traded. Who knows what can happen. But that four-leg parlay, it's plus 443. Uh yeah, I mean I kept it pretty low on this one, and I think the Jets. The stay one in this thing game.
1: I will say about this game and the game script of this game, this is one of those like vintage emotional highs for one team, just to come and get punched in the mouth by the other team who who's in this corner. Yeah, like the Bengals are pushing through a corner, and the Jets are coming off that win that they're probably sky high right now, and I could see the Bengals just trucking them. But I would not be surprised to still get that backdoor cover. That's where I like that ten and a half that you came in with. I think this is a lock for the Bengals. And if it isn't, that's it for Cincinnati for this season. Imagine the Jets bulldoze them this game. Oh, my God. No, that's not it. (laughs) What's the fallout? (laughs)
0: What goes on? What's the drama? Joe Burrow is not who we thought he was. At that point, I think the
1: main question becomes uh, someone's getting fired, probably. And I think they're trying to figure out what's happening on that line. Not the coach, obviously. The coach is still on the high. But uh, I think they're trying to figure out what the hell's going on with that offensive line. I mean, there's obviously something not 100% right with their pass protection, especially.
0: They were bad last year. They were, but they made made
1: some small changes, I guess. They paid paid some money out thinking they were going to fix it. But I guess money doesn't always solve the issues, especially with offensive lines. If anyone knows that, we know that here in Detroit.
0: Those underlying problems, they're going to carry over.
1: Let's pop into Las Vegas and Tennessee. Uh, This was a a very, I guess... (sighs) shaky game me and me and Sonny had different beliefs leading into it but we ended up coming out at the same point we kind of saw the script going the same way Uh, I could definitely see this being relatively like low scoring but not necessarily like hitting any unders or overs I could see this being like kind of a ugly game neither team has done anything to make me say like wow this team is good or this team is horrible I mean other than Tennessee's last week so um, my three-legged parlay starts with Adams going under 82 and a half yards again uh, we saw happen last week. He just kinda got like shut out of the offense. So we see that the Raiders can put up points without force feeding Adams. And I can see a lot of teams fearing Adams, so they really lock him out of the out of the plays and really scheme around him. So I got Adams under eighty-two and a half. I got Derrick Henry under eighty and a half. Uh my stance on Henry is as he's aged and coming off that injury, he's not the workhorse that he was. So I think Henry starts to come to earth a little bit. Not saying don't expect another good game from him for the rest of the year, but don't expect Henry to be the guy, in my opinion. But I guess, I guess we'll see how that works out. And I have Josh Jacobs with the touchdown. And that three-legged parlay is a 6.92. And Josh Jacobs has had all the volume, and he's been pretty efficient with the volume. So now the question is, can he find that end zone? And I think this is the week he does.
0: Now, the interesting thing on this, too, it just popped in my head as well. Josh Jacobs, it was his second missed practice today due to illness. Usually, players will play through that. They're going to play Sunday. But that is one thing to keep an eye on. And obviously, that's going to alter rule your bet. The rule of bout.
1: thumb is you miss practice on Friday, you miss the game on Sunday. But I guess it depends on the extent of the illness. What the illness is there is. still covid protocols in the NFL? I, mean, I don't, I don't
0: believe know. so. I think it's just it wasn't so even listed as covid or anything. I guess the question becomes
1: how bad is the illness? Maybe he got a stomach bug and he was kind of not great Thursday and today he's finally getting over it. Yeah, that's I'm what not I'm deadly thinking. worried about it with the illness distinction. If it's an ankle or knee or something that would worry me about illness. I'm I'm pretty comfortable that he'll be good by Sunday.
0: Just one thing I want to call but the rest of that I like a lot and You'll see why in my bet, basically. Um, <laughs> and sorry to who this offends. Sorry, not sorry. Both defenses are bad, but honestly, I think both these teams are bad. I don't like either of these offenses. I don't
1: know what it is about Oakland. There's just this ugly thing about Oakland. I can't explain it. Oakland uh, has yeah. all the firepower. They have a great tight end, one of the best receivers in the league, A, I guess a serviceable offensive line, a good quarterback, a good running back. I mean, coaching was decent last year after... They got rid of Gruden. So, I mean, they have all the stuff that says their offense should be decent. And something about their offense just freaks me out. I, I don't know what it is. Something about Waller. Something about the Adams and uh, what's the name? Carr car connection that I, I just, I don't know. I guess we'll see the season goes on. But there's just something I don't love about that offense. Something just doesn't click for me. And Tennessee, I just, dude, everyone's just stacking the box, making sure Henry doesn't get his. There's it no shows. receivers anyone's panicking about. Woods coming off an ACL. Uh, a rookie wide receiver so i mean nothing in tennessee scares anybody so i'll I'll let you keep going but that's where i kind of agree with you i I see this being a weird
0: game yep and that's why i'm comfortable calling this my lock of the week Oh man! despite what this is going to come out to which i'll tell you right now so i've got derrick henry under 80.5 rushing yards he's looked like a shell of himself as you just said defenses are keying in on him He's a lot easier to bring down, it seems. It might just be the years getting to him. Regardless, I've got that. Uh, I've got Waller under 53 and a half receiving yards. He hasn't looked all too dominant this year. And I, I again, I'm not too big on Derek Carr. I don't have all the faith in him. I've also got Adams under 82.5 receiving yards. So we're sharing that there. Um, we saw that they're not 100% reliant on him. And he can have a game where he does disappoint, so I'm keying in on that. And last but not least, I've got under 45 and a half points for this game. I think it's going to be an ugly affair. Again, the defenses are bad, and I think the offenses are bad. I think it's going to show in this game. It's just an ugly matchup. This is plus 808. I think this is huge potential for this parlay, four-like parlay. Um, I'm going to stand by this one. I said it's my lock of the week. We'll see what happens, but I like it.
1: 808 is one one heck of a stretch. And I think the I think both of us see Adams having a decent game. I think decent. Adams even if he gets locked up, he ends up in like the 50 60 yard range. That's Adams for you. Yeah, it. exactly. So I, I think that that is the only scary part. And the Waller 53 seems kind of low for me, but I also would not be surprised to see kind of like a high low theory as Waller goes, where he had like a eh game one, and then he came out kind of hot game two, and now he kind of maybe slows down a little bit game three. So I don't I don't hate what you got going on here. Henry's 80-and-a-half does scare me a little. I know I went with it, and I see that you went with it. Overall, I like the bet, and I'm kind of excited to see uh, where it goes, seeing as you're so comfortable with it.
0: It's going to be interesting for sure.
1: Uh, Next game. So, uh, New Orleans in Carolina. Uh, Kamara looks to be back is the guess right now. I mean, I think he was limited in practice all week.
0: Everything he's going to play, the reports are he's going to play.
1: Everything last week was, it's not a multi-week injury. Even last week, he was like a possibility. So I think I expect Kamara to be back. The question is, will Kamara be back to full strength?
0: Will he be the Alvin Kamara we're used to seeing? Exactly.
1: I don't know. So he was just one of my legs. One of the 3 leg parlay I had, uh, Kamara is over 21.5 receiving yards for me. I think he catches three, four balls, and I think if he has any open space, he'll get 20 yards on one catch, let alone on three or four. So I have uh, Kamara over 21.5 receiving yards. There's no linebackers that scare the crap out of me in uh, Carolina. In that defense I mean, Luke Kuechly's not there anymore. Yeah, though. I know. Right? <laughs> Never know. Uh, DJ Moore, I have under 53.5 uh, yards receiving. I don't love DJ Moore. Uh, I think the Saints' secondary has shown signs of being pretty good. Uh, Atlanta did some things to him that surprised us, but it was more on the ground. Uh, I don't see Baker Mayfield having a great game. The yardage was so low that I was scared to go under, but I got uh, DJ Moore not doing much with the 53.5. And And then the last part of my parlay is over 34.5 points total for the game. I think it's relatively low scoring because the Saints have a decent defense, and I think the Saints do take the game. But I was scared to kind of play with that line. I'm not sure how close the game will be. So I just went with the over 34.5, and and that three-legged parlay is a plus 368 for me.
0: That's really nice. Plus three sixty eight for that. Kamara twenty one and a half. That's easy money for him. Usually, I mean, if he's fully healthy coming into this game, obviously that's going to be a lot higher. On if the Kamara
1: has a decent volume and doesn't get twenty one and a half yards receiving, I'm very afraid for what the rest of this year looks like for me. With me picking Kamara in so many of my leagues.
0: Yeah. No, I totally agree. I've got Kamara on a few as well, and. To your point on DJ Moore, we know that he is one of my baited's for this year. So I'm all with that under 53 and a half. I think Baker is going to struggle to get the ball out to his receivers. Uh, So I like that a lot. On my side, I'm also going in with Kamara. I think he's going to score a touchdown in this game. We got him for any time touchdown. I like it. Not sure what his yards are going to look like. Not sure what his usage is going to look like. But if you've got a guy, you know he's the focal point of your offense coming back. You want to get him in the end zone and just make him feel comfortable, give him the motivation he needs. He's not 100% right now. He's still limited. Get him in the end zone. I think Kamara scores here. On the other end of that, other side of the field, I got McCaffrey, 25 plus receiving yards. I mean, same boat as Kamara getting over 21 and a half. It's McCaffrey. He should, he should crack 25 plus all day receiving. Um, so I'm comfortable with that, with those Mayfield checkdowns, I've also got the Saints plus six and a half. Uh, these divisional games, I'd, very rarely see them being blowouts, especially in a game like this where both teams are pretty evenly matched. So I like six and a half for the Saints. Um, and last but not least, I've got Mayfield, two hundred plus passing yards. I think that it's reasonable for him. I feel like it's going to be not this defensive slugfest that you know people may think it is. So I think he's going to get the ball out just enough to pass that two hundred yards. I um, wouldn't be surprised if the Saints take this game, but I'm comfortable putting them at 6.5. So this is going to be a 4 leg parlay plus 400. And I don't really see anything in there that's like making me question it. Obviously, touchdowns kind of weird, but I think Kamara gets in the end zone.
1: Baker over 200 scares me a little bit. That's gonna now, be the I knew one you were going to it. I knew you were going to it. I can see Baker doing some stupid, like rolling with 195 yards at the end of this game. Oh, some well, check uh, by downs and some of those little slant passes and maybe even one of those deep Robbie Anderson routes. So I, I could see him I could see him close to two hundred, over two hundred scares me a little. I do like the Kamara anytime touchdown. I was just a little fearful because of the amount of red zone carries and goal line carries Marking Room gets. It seemed like week one they kinda were going to Marking Room at that point. You did a
0: fumble on the red zone last week.
1: Yes. But I could also see Kamara just strolling in from fifteen yards like he used to. And there is the superstar theory. Of if the superstar has a bad game, which Kamara did week one, then doesn't play at all week two, they force feed the crap out of it. Grease him. the squeaky wheel. I love it. <laughs> I hope that's exactly what we see this week. I'm hoping so. So I, I don't. I don't hate it. The 400. The only thing that does scare me is the Mayfield over 200 yards. Uh, let's go to our uh, hometown Detroit Lions in Minnesota. So all we've heard this week is how Minnesota is basically a lock to win the game, but Detroit's a very ugly team to play against right now because some people are actually scared of our offense they're saying our offense is actually half decent so stemming off that uh i got Amon Ross st brown over 69 and a half yards the amount of targets and catches this guy's been getting over the last like eight or nine weeks i can't see him getting under 70 yards so i got him as a lock for 69 and a half then i have jj coming back with a vengeance because slay is not there to cover him anyway and kirk cousins is not on prime time so i got jj getting a touchdown and over 98 and a half yards And I got Kirk Cousins easily over 250 against the Lions. And that four-legged parlay is plus 452. And I think this is going to be my lock of the week. Where I'm very comfortable with what the Lions defense does not possess, which is a decent secondary. And I think Minnesota embarrassed themselves on Monday night. So they're going to come back at home and, like I said, go right back at Detroit. Detroit's off that emotional high last week, missing half their uh, offensive line and still winning the game. So I think this is one of those emotional highs versus team in the corner again, and I think Minnesota just really punches Detroit right back in the face, especially with that secondary.
0: Yeah, I'm all in on the offenses for this game as well. You're letting Quez Watkins score on you if you're the Minnesota secondary. I am more than comfortable on Ra getting his in this game. And then on the other side of the ball, if you got to bet on someone to score and get basically 100 yards, it's Justin Jefferson. I don't think there's a more comfortable bet for a wide receiver, so I like this a lot, especially coming in at 452. And you know, with my uh high for the week, I picked cousins, so I have faith in him. 250 is more than manageable for him. We've seen him do that. He's oh, yeah. at home. Yeah. He's at home. I mean that's that's a huge piece, I think, as well. On my side, I've got cousins as well. I'm going two twenty-five plus, a little bit lower, but about the same there. Same idea. Yeah, same same principle there. I've got Jared Goff also cracking two hundred plus passing yards. Not scared again of that Minnesota secondary, so I can see that happening easily. Uh, Thielen, forty plus receiving yards. He is he usually feasts on Detroit.
1: Yeah, he's shown ability to be a lion killer, so I'm not. I'm yeah. not opposed to Thielen getting forty yards. It's not like you're claiming he's gonna get a hundred and get him the end zone. So exactly. And if we're saying Kirk at two fifty, I mean he's got to throw to somebody. Jefferson isn't gonna have two hundred yards by himself. I don't think at least, for sure. nothing would surprise me.
0: I mean, as they key on key in on him as the game goes by, we saw at the end of the Philly game too, Thielen started getting a lot more involved. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's going to follow a similar trend possibly here. Uh, to add on to that, I've got TJ Hawkinson to get 25-plus receiving yards. Come on, Hawkinson. Like, this is easy money How for you. How many balls you got him dropping this week? <laughs> Probably like four or five. <laughs> <laughs> at least four or five. And to round that off, I've got the Vikings' money line. I think they hold on at home to win this game. Crazy that this is a 5 leg parlay. Comes out to plus 298. I feel like it speaks to the safety of it. None of this is absurd. I mean, it's a high over under on this game. Uh, both, I, I like this 298. Both
1: offenses have showed power, and both defenses have shown vulnerability. Yes. And that's all that both teams have shown for the first two weeks. So it's hard to say that that, that is... Crazy to pick those five legs, and at those odds, that just shows. So I, I like that a lot. I like your 298. I think both of us hit this one easily. I wouldn't be surprised if we're rolling into the third and, and rolling into the fourth quarter, and we're already sitting pretty with all of our lines. I think so, too. So um, that's it for that one. Let's roll into Baltimore at New England. So this is a weird game. A lot of the stat lines and money lines and bet lines generally have shown Patriots covering a two and a half line. It was actually a 3.5 line and it moved all the way down to 2.5 in a lot of books. So I thought that was a little weird because I think Baltimore didn't totally embarrass themselves, but shown this, this amount of vulnerability last week that, that we haven't seen from Baltimore. Defensively, Baltimore was a team that doesn't yep. let you score 30 points in the fourth quarter to get back in the game.
0: That Baltimore defense is gone gone and done with. They're not that that impressive unit we're used to seeing. Totally agree.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm I think this is going to be weird, but I think Baltimore comes out a little better defensively and the Patriots offense does not scare me whatsoever. So I got Jones at under 241 and a half passing yards. I got the game overall going under 49 and a half. I think Baltimore wins relatively comfortably or if Baltimore loses the game will be very tight. so I think generally this will be a low scoring game. I could see this ending like 21 to 13 for Baltimore or if the Patriots win something weird like 20 to 17 or something ugly like that. So, I think under 49.5, I'm comfortable with. And I got New England plus 9.5. I think New England keeps it relatively close. And I think even if Baltimore wins, New England has enough to do a backdoor cover to keep it in single digits. So, that's my three legged parlay at plus 219.
0: Yeah, I think, to be completely honest, this is my safety blanket of the week. Your bet that you put down. If I needed to pick one bet to put all my money on, this would be the one under 49.5, Jones under 241.5. And the Patriots to hang in, plus 9.5, I feel like this is just really solid. The weird thing
1: for me is that Jones, 241.5. That seems kind of high for Jones. It does. He's shown some ability, but I just think it's very weird that Vegas would throw him out at 241. It just seems kind of high for him. So I feel like there's something that they know that we don't know as usual, but I'm, I'm comfortable with where that's at. And I agree that it's a nice little safety blanket for this week. Yeah, I mean, um, they, they got to go over to yours, which is not a safety blanket, coming at almost plus 600. Yeah, so no, what I was you gonna got to mention on? too
0: on on Jones. I mean, they got ripped apart, but it was by tyree Hill and Waddle, and now you're looking at Jacoby Myers and who else is over there? Nelson Aguilar, Aguilar
1: man. What do you mean? Uh, <laughs> a little
0: weird, but yeah, mine. I've got the Patriots also hanging in it, got them at plus seven and a half. I like it. I think it's going to be a tight game, like you said, too. Uh, it's going to You know, be a fight till the very end, so we're not going to know exactly who's going to win until probably a couple minutes remaining in this one.
1: Typical with New England teams, though.
0: Exactly. Uh, Bateman, as well, you know he was my low coming into this week. I think he finishes under 46.5 receiving yards. He's had some fluky big plays. If we know anything about Belichick, he doesn't like giving up those fluky big plays. He's going to make you work for every yard, so I think it's going to be, again, a close game. It's going to be a slow-paced game. So I've got Bateman under 46.5. I also do like Damian Harris in this. He's shown a lot of promise so far this year. I've got him 40 or above 40 yards rushing in this game here. He's healthy, or so, we, so we've so we heard he's healthy. So I think he's going to get the brunt of the carries, and he's going to finish above 40 yards. I think that's more than manageable. Oh, yeah. And to round it off, I've got the under 44 and a half. It's a little bit under you, about a five-point difference. Yeah, there. I
1: modified mine a little. The 44 scared me a little. Because like I said, I could see the game being... Ugly-ish in the fourth quarter. I can see Lamar turning it over. I can see Mac Jones turning it over for like a defensive or special teams touchdown. So that's where that 44 scared me a little. So I gave myself that blanket, pulling it up to 49.5.
0: Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of Justin Tucker, a lot of Nick Folk. They're going to be our primary uh, subjects on the screen while we're watching this. But yeah, those four come out to plus 556. I feel like it's a really good line for, you know, a lot of stuff that's pretty reasonable. Bateman's been, I think, lucky to be getting the yards and touchdowns he's been getting. So I think it's going to be a big, big eye-opening game. But yeah, plus plus five. The one thing I
1: will say, I think Bateman or Andrews have a very bad game. I don't know which one for sure. I think Bill Belichick, Keys in on one, and they scheme around one a little more. And one of them has a much worse game than we anticipated. So I, I, I could easily see one of them being under 40 yards, especially Bateman with a lot of his big plays, if they can lock up the big plays, he might end his game at, like, 2 for 20 or 1 for 20. Right. So I, I don't mind your 556. Um, so now going to Washington, or Philly at Washington. I'm sorry. So I had Washington plus 9.5. I think Washington keeps it close. I think Washington could even surprise some people. I don't think Philly is as good as people are saying. I could be totally wrong on that. I mean, Philly has smashed the team so far, but they also smashed Detroit and Minnesota. And the NFC North might be one of the worst divisions, if not the worst division in the NFL. So I'm, I'm interested to see how this game goes. It's a divisional game. Washington will keep it under 10. I'm comfortable with that one. I got both Hertz and Wentz over 200 yards passing. Uh, I'm comfortable with that one as well. I think Hurts airs it out. Wentz, we've seen, will air it out. I don't think Washington has the run game to rely on, so I think they're going to have to throw the ball around. And I got this game went over 44.5. And, and this is a plus 242. So that four-legged parlay, I think, has... All the chances in the world to hit and i'm very comfortable with what it looks like
0: yeah i mean you know i love philly you know i love jalen hurts but completely reasonable on what you're saying i think washington will hang in this especially at home i think it does become a shootout and 200 plus for each is easy money i mean the eagles are first in yards per game uh commanders slot in right around fourth place so this this has all the makings of being a big offensive game so i like that over 44 and a half as well on my end, I've got my guy, Logan Thomas, to score a touchdown. As the weeks go by, he's been more and more involved. Huge target, 6-8 in the red zone. I think he's more than due for a touchdown in this game. I've also got Hertz to break 200-plus passing yards. Hertz has looked phenomenal. He is a lot more accurate this year, and he's airing it out, so I see no reason he can't get past that 200 mark. I've also got Terry McLaurin under 56 and a half receiving yards. I don't believe he's going to be the guy that Wentz is looking for the most in this game. I feel like it's going to go more towards Dotson, uh, Curtis Samuel, those guys that aren't going to be looked at as the number one receiver without Darius Slay on them specifically. We saw what he can do. Those three, I mean, obviously Logan Thomas' touchdown is the biggest question mark, but plus 776 I think is really solid. If you're going to bank on a guy of that stature getting a red zone touchdown, I feel like going on this one, go plus 776 all day.
1: I like it. Honestly, I like it a lot. The Logan Thomas touchdown, I like I can see him going back to back with touchdowns. Again, Philly doesn't have some linebackers that are going to just, or safeties that are just going to line up and not let Logan Thomas get get in that red zone. Uh, Carson Wentz likes to air it out. I could see him getting a couple touchdowns this game, and I could see McLaren not catching any of them. So, I mean, that leaves three guys to catch it, three big names, I guess, to catch it. And I would not be surprised if Logan Thomas was one of them. So I like it. Seven seventy six seems kind of long for that. So I'm I'm very happy with those three. Um, now we're gonna pop into Kansas City and Indy. Uh, this is another weird one. Indy back against the wall got totally embarrassed last week. Uh, Kansas City's looked comfortably good, which is I guess a little weird. They don't look like the offense they were with Tyreek Hill, obviously but they look very comfortable. They're just coming out and they know they're going to win the game and they kind of do what they want to do and score points and go home after. So Kansas City's got a very comfortable and cool look to them right now. So my bet solely focuses on edwards elair I got edwards elair over 43.5 yards receiving, uh, rushing, over 15.5 receiving, and a touchdown. I think Elair finally gets a bulk of volume, gets his hands on the ball 15 times. I think 15-yard receiving is easy for him. I think that's just a couple catches. I think the rushing at 43, I'm pretty comfortable with. Indy's defense showed me nothing to be afraid of. So I could. I, I think this is going to be the Euler game. And I think Euler continues to stretch. And this week, he finally cements himself as a possible weekly RB1.
0: I like that a lot. If there's anyone he can get it completely going against and to solidify his position, it's against Indy. They have looked abysmal defensively. James Robinson tore them apart. Uh, Granted, he wasn't having a great rushing game before he busted one open But uh, I haven't seen anything from this linebacker core This defense as a whole that signifies they're going to be able to stop Edwards-Alaire and focus on Mahomes not airing it out on them at the same time So I like that a lot. Plus 507 is solid On my end, this was another tough one for me I don't know It took me a little bit of time to kind of figure out what I wanted to do But I've got Kansas City minus six and a half in this game I think on the road, no problem. They should win this game relatively comfortably. Uh, that being said, I've got Travis Kelsey under 73 and a half receiving yards. It just kind of seem kind of high to me. I don't think they're going to have to rely on Kelsey as much. They seem to lean on him a little bit more when the games get tight. And I don't see this game being that tight. Uh, last but not least, I love Jarek McKinnon. I'll announce it right now. I've got Jarek McKinnon over 14 and a half receiving yards. I think this game gets a little bit out of hand. They're not going to try to risk Edwards-Alaire all that much. I do believe he's going to get everything you mentioned. But as the game gets later on, I think McKinnon comes in, get a couple checkdowns. 14 and a half is nothing. Come on, three catches for five yards. He already broke it. Yep. These three plus 575. I'm comfortable riding with these three 3 uh, three-leg Parlay here.
1: Honestly, the one thing I don't like about your Parlay is the Kelsey over, under 73, I should say. Uh, I think if I had to guarantee, if I had to give you two names in this game and say one of them is going to touchdown for sure, my two would be Kelsey and Edward Ziller. I think one of them gets in the end zone. No matter what in I think the end one zone. of them rolls in. You can get I'm With <laughs> the with that end zone target, I, I could easily see Kelsey right. getting up to seventy five or even a hundred yards.
0: That was the one I think that uh, might have pushed it over that five seventy five. That might be the the big the risk. The one
1: thing I will say is we haven't seen Kelsey do some I guess like we haven't seen the big play ability. Tyreek Hill doesn't take the top off the defense anymore. And I don't think anyone's as scared of Hardman or Sky Moore or the uh, scantling like they were of Hill. So I think teams are gonna play that nice cover to his own that kind of pockets over them and uh, The Colts play a lot of that. So I could see Kelsey kind of rolling into some pockets of the zone But with it being so I guess condensed Kelsey's shown I guess an inability of big plays to start this year So I, I guess we want to see how that goes. I don't yeah. think he's getting bodies land this week. At he's least. up there so in years Yeah, yeah that's as true, long too.
0: as you can avoid that I think he'll be okay but he's still gonna finish a little under 73 and a half i hope
1: <laughs> so now rolling into the team that i've been extremely high on and you've kind of were high on and you're kind of getting off of uh houston at chicago uh what are your bets for that one yeah houston at chicago houston houston at chicago i've got the
0: texans staying in this one plus ten and a half I think that the Texans are a bit underrated at the moment. Anytime you see Davis Mills line up at quarterback, you think, uh oh, he's going to throw this and that pick. He's been solid. He's been serviceable, good game manager. I like the way the offense runs. I like Brandon Cooks a lot. So, Texans plus 10.5. On the other side of the ball, I like David Montgomery to break 60 plus rushing yards. The Bears run the most in the league by a long shot. They're at home, they're just going to want to crank this game out. Get onto the winning pace and i think their best bet for that is david montgomery he's been their most consistent player 60 plus is easy money for him and then on the other side switching back to the texans brandon cooks 50 plus receiving yards bears have not been good against wide receivers not at all brandon cooks is a very good wide receiver i think 50 plus is also quite in the ballpark for him so those three come out to plus 236 very safe bet i would say uh, this might be my, like my second lock of the week. Uh, but what did you have for this one going in uh, Chicago?
1: I was actually just about to say the same way you put like a safety blanket on my Patriots pick. Your pick right here is my safety blanket. I think Texans keep it within 10.5. Montgomery should easily get the 60 yards and Cooks with 50. Someone's got to catch a ball in Houston and no one else other than maybe some Nico Collins love here and there has shown an ability to get a lot of yardage through there. So I, I think yours is like a lock at plus 236. I don't see how this doesn't work out. Uh, so what I have here, I have Fields getting it together. Goddamn it, it's about time Finally. he's got to do something. I'm sick and Come tired. Come on, Fields. I'm sick and tired of waiting for this guy to show Seriously. some ability. I heard that there is a chance that this offense can do something. They got a decent receiver, got some running game. Fields is gonna show up. New coach.
0: They have a that's, pulse. That's all pulse. I've been
1: freaking hearing, just for this guy to totally crap himself two weeks in a row. So I'm waiting for Fields, and this has got to be the week for Fields at home. Texans coming. I got him over the 176 uh, passing. I got Mooney over the 40 yards receiving. I got David Montgomery over 50 yards rushing. And I got the Bears winning money line. And this has got to happen, man. This is, has to happen. <laughs> this plus 46. If this doesn't hit, then I, I think I'm done with Chicago totally. Even with Montgomery on so many rosters, I obviously I'm going to keep rostering him and like him. But I don't think I'm going to look at another Chicago game the rest of the year if they can't freaking hit this 4 leg parlay for me at 466.
0: Yeah, to me, Fields, obviously, he's got to get it together. But Mooney has got to break 10 yards at least. Come on, we're not asking for a lot. You you want him to get 40-plus. He's got the talent, too. It's just the Bears need to actually start passing the ball a little bit. They can get Montgomery enough work and still pass it and show that Justin Fields can complete passes. So but they just don't seem like they I want to. I
1: haven't seen a great ability of, like, the check down or, like, those slight little, like slants and dinks and dumps
0: Those short passes but
1: yeah the offense has been very like weird for me i feel like they're kind of like expecting for the run game to just take them somewhere which i'm not opposed to i think the run game could do that but i think you got to show a sign of life in the pass game and part of it was horrible weather week one not the greatest weather against a very bad defense that i mean I guess a very good defense that emotionally rallied around losing their quarterback and the backup coming back in which i guess a lot of people like in grapple so I think that a lot of stuff is lined up bad for Chicago, and this is the week they proved me right. This has got to happen, and I, th- I think they will finally air it out, and I think Montgomery gets his, and I think overall this hits. I'm I'm very excited about this one. This one has to freaking hit. I don't know how many times I say it. <laughs> if you don't think do it against do the Texans. I think I'd be fine with every other freaking bet missing as long as I get this guy's bet right. I'm, this I've is been waiting one. for this. Highlight this one. Yeah, I know. Stamp right? it. Yes, please.
0: <laughs> Whatever you got to do. And here, let's go with the snooze fest of the week. This is my snooze fest. Really? Jacksonville at the Chargers. Not in the terms of the game. It's just I honestly could not put together a bet that I was like, oh, this is awesome. I like this bet. This is great odds, blah, blah, blah. I've got the Chargers minus three and a half. They're at home. I see no reason that this should even be that close. So I'm comfortable taking them at minus three and a half. I'm pretty sure that was just the default spread that I was seeing. And I also like the game to go over 42 and a half. Neither defense has showed me that they can really clamp down on anyone. Now, I do like both offenses. So again, not a snooze fest in terms of the game or what we're going to see. But my bet, those two legs, it's plus 253. I think it's safe, but it wasn't one I was overly entertained making. But what did you have on this side?
1: With these two teams, when Keenan Allen plays, there is not a single stat line that I'm comfortable with in in San Diego. Sorry, and I just sent them right back. Um, In Los Angeles. (laughs) Uh, I don't know who might get the touchdown. Herbert loves to air it out. He has four solid receivers. Mike Williams has shown the ability to totally disappear when Keenan Allen's out there. You never know what Everett's going to do. Keenan should always get his. Keenan's the nicest floor guy, so I had to throw him in my bet. I overdid it a little with the Keenan touchdown. Not sure if Keenan's going to get a touchdown. I'm not totally comfortable with it, but I could also see... Post a not great week one and totally missing week two, Keenan could sneak his way into the end zone this week. So I, that's where I started my bet. My second leg was Jags plus 13.5. I can easily see the Jags getting totally routed this game. Uh, Jags, again, this is another one of those emotional highs. They just went and trampled a division rival and just really showed them what's up and showed them that they're no joke in this division. And no other team in this division looks like, like a, a big threat in this AFC South. The Titans don't look like they got it. Obviously, the Colts and the Texans have not looked great. So I think Jacksonville is also going to be the worst the first team this year. We know every, every year one team does it, one division. Um, I will also say Jacksonville is a horrible team to bet for me. I don't know which running back is going to get more volume. I don't know how much they're going to air it out. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has shown an ability to rush, but also not run at all, to force feed Kirk, but also... I'm not 100% sure if Kirk's going to keep that volume week to week, so I was not totally comfortable betting him either. So that's why I just went with the Jags plus 13.5 and Keenan Allen touchdown plus uh, 4 plus 395. So overall, I don't hate this game, I guess, as much as you do, but I will say both teams are very ugly to bet on overall, and I think I need a couple more weeks to see if there's any consistency in either one of these offenses.
0: Yeah, it sounds like we both had a lot of uncertainty around this game. Yeah, totally. I equate it to just kind of being boring. I always want to just stack on a bunch of legs in these parlays. Yeah, I get
1: it. I know you're the over guy with uh, the plus 4,000 parlays that hits. I, <laughs> We're I get getting that. there. Not oh, quite 4,000. I, I keep scrolling down our, our, our log and seeing. <laughs> Sunny has a plus 2060 bet, guys, and that's oh, yeah. coming up soon. Very soon. Uh, there's something about him and the Packers, I guess. He always throws those huge odds on those games. But
0: Yeah, it's weird, actually. I didn't we'll, even notice that. We'll get that.
1: there quick. Uh, But I will say that Overall the one thing I would be comfortable with Is if Keenan misses this game Mike Williams will have a game Every game Keenan Allen misses Just go in and say Mike Williams over 75 yards Maybe even over 100 comfortably every time Me and Sonny last week Thursday Went over 100 yards and a touchdown for Mike Williams And both of us were very happy at that that. Uh, So we're supposed to go to the next game But because I already teased it a little too much (laughs) And bring it in Yeah let's pop into Green Bay at Tampa so I, myself, absolutely hate this game. Everything points to this being low-scoring, so I feel like it's going to be a high-scoring game. But because I'm not comfortable with either one, I just went with both quarterbacks eclipsing 200 yards and A.J. Dillon getting under 45 and a half. Tampa Bay is tough to run against. I think if anybody else gets, if anybody gets the yardage in Green Bay, it's going to be Jones. I don't think Dillon gets there. So I just have Rodgers over 200, Brady over 200, Dillon over 45 and a half at plus 249. The same way you called the Chargers your snooze fest game, this was mine. I'm not touching this. Uh but you obviously are, so let's roll out your I massive love, parlay for the week. <laughs> I
0: love to hate this game. I love to hate this matchup, and I went big on this one. This is my biggest bet for sure. I'm just I've waiting got. for the angry
1: text at four o'clock <laughs> because uh Fournette doesn't get a touchdown or <laughs> something along those lines. Just but disappointed in, to the max. We're go hop- ahead, go ahead. We're hoping this one hits. This is let's, a plus twenty sixty.
0: We're going Tom Brady under 237.5 for passing yards. And I'll tell you why. Mike Evans is out. Godwin is out. Russell Gage is in. Kind is of 50-50. I think Julio's breathing out there. I okay. mean, I don't know if he can really be the release of Alve. Uh, I think that he plays a better role at this point in his career as being one of the, the slept on guys for the defense. Yeah. But I mean, like I said earlier, they signed Cole Beasley. It reeks of desperation.
1: Reeks of a Cole Beasley 100-yard game. That's oh, I would love it. to see that. i love to see Cole. <laughs>
0: i love to see Cole go out there. But yeah, Tom Brady under 237.5. Also, I've got Rodgers under 230.5. Nothing about this Green Bay offense has looked any good passing. And this is the Tampa Bay defense who's looked phenomenal on all sides. Uh, as far as running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, whatever the case may be. And they are at home. Very comfortable with Rodgers having another disappointing game. That being said, I think the under 41 and a half on this is safe. Going to be a running contest, and you'll see why. I've got Fournette as an anytime touchdown. I've also got Fournette as 50-plus rushing yards. I think Fournette is going to be who they lean on heavily in this game. He's going to get the bulk of the snaps on offense. And on the other side of the ball, to top it all off, I've got Aaron Jones. Break a measly 40-plus rushing yards. We know you can do it. It's Aaron Jones. Those there are coming out to a six-leg parlay plus 2,060. I put a big bet on this one, but I like this one. I like this one a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know, man. Everything about that scares. You. That 2060 just scares the living crap out of me. But if you like it, let's, let's see how it goes. Uh, let's go back into another divisional matchup. The Rams are in Arizona. Uh, So for this game, I got the total under 54 and a half. I got Cup under 98 and a half. I got Murray under 251 and a half passing. And I got Stafford under 268 and a half passing. Under on Stafford. Under on everything. Matt Stafford? To me, this game points to high scoring, which means it's going to come out low scoring. (laughs) I like that. I like that logic. That's just my total logic. Logicless logic is what I'm going to... I like that. This is pure gut. No... I have I all the stats everything I went through told me this is gonna be high scoring. Kyler likes to light it up against the Rams. Stafford likes to go up against Arizona. He does he's done well since he's been in Los Angeles. Uh, They split last year both games high scoring. So I think everything everybody and their moms is pointing to a, a high scoring game here. So I'm gonna go in with a relatively low scoring game. Cup doing decent. I wouldn't be surprised if Cup had two touchdowns and 80 yards. I think Cup does decent but doesn't get to 100 yards. And I think Stafford and Murray both stay under the two fifty one for Murray and two sixty eight for Stafford. So that four legged parlay is plus four twenty four. What did you have for this game?
0: Yeah, and as I mentioned, I definitely see what you mean. Everyone's kinda banking on this is gonna be this offensive onslaught. Both teams are gonna be airing it out, touchdowns here, left and right. Honestly, so I, I like where you went with it. I, was, I honestly, wanna be surprised, not even remotely there. be surprised. If yeah. we're
1: talking about this next week, and Stafford had three touchdowns and 300 yards. And Cup had 150. And Kyler came out with 300 passing and 70 rushing or whatever the frick you can get. I mean, i would not even remotely surprised. But I just have this weird gut feeling that this game is going to be relatively low scoring. And everybody hits a lot of their unders. And it's just one of those games where you're watching and you're like, is it really the third quarter? Like, there's no way this is the third quarter. And it's just one of those style games. So that's just what I saw. So... What did yeah, you have again?
0: This one was one of my other ones. I feel like I kept it relatively safe on this one because I wasn't sure. Part of me leaned, like you said, it's going to end up being this not so high scoring game. In the other half, obviously, everyone's banking on it being high scoring. So I had Kyler Murray, 225 plus passing yards, more than manageable for him. Same thing. Matt Stafford, 225 plus passing yards. I feel like they're, that's like their floor at this point. It should be for the talent that they have. I've also got the Rams money line. I think they take it on the road. I haven't seen anything from Arizona that suggests they can win this game. And I saw him pop up to round it off. Ben Squaronic. And if I mispronounce that, someone please let me know. I think that's how it's said. Uh, he's going to go under 26 and a half receiving yards. I so you don't I saw hear his name
1: him. too much this weekend is what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> I, I,
0: I was surprised to see this one. Maybe I'm wrong, but... Those four there plus 465 are very similar there in terms of uh, our odds so I like this game I like this game for us
1: I agree I, I wouldn't be surprised if Skoronic doesn't catch a single ball so I like right. the 26 and a half under and I think the nice part about this is I think your scripting lines up to the opposite of what mine scripting lines up for so I think one of us is hitting this game exactly if somehow they go under your yard well I mean yeah I mean I, I don't know everything all signs to me point to one of us winning this game. Whether it be my unders or your overs, but we'll see how that goes. Totally agree. Uh, Let's go into the battle of the dirty birds in Seattle.
0: (laughs) The bird battle. bird battle. Let's get into it.
1: Atlanta and Seattle.
0: Nasty. Ugly. Uh, (laughs) Probably raining, to be honest.
1: So we went in a weird stretch. I went Seattle minus one, uh, over 35 and a half, and uh, Kyle Pitts over 25 yards for 173 total. Uh, the one thing I will say is Pete Carroll is, I believe the stat was 10-2 and two after uh, back-to-back game scoring under 17 points. So I think this was where I was like, I think Pete Carroll kind of shows up a little bit, stops doing the stupid wildcat DJ Dallas throwing bootlegs oh, man. to a triple-covered Metcalf, and totally surprised that he got picked off. Grabs his head like it was, oh, how the heck did that not magically, miraculously end up in Metcalf's hands?
0: It reminded me of... For whatever reason, Russell Wilson throwing that pick in the Super Bowl, I was just at the same level of, what are you doing right now? Russell
1: Wilson generally just makes me sick. So I've been <laughs> trying to avoid speaking of Denver. And yeah, and I the, shouldn't have brought him up. Bro. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> but that's my three-legged parlay for 163. Oh, uh, I see you went very safe over here with another plus 1,000.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, this is basically a minus at this point. <laughs> what do you got going on, man? So the Dirty Birds at home, the Seahawks, I've got them staying in plus 7.5. I don't see why they wouldn't stay in this. If they don't, Pete Carroll's going to have a lot of questions to answer to. And mm-hmm. as you mentioned, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick by a stat line too. I think that they can get this dub. I went kind of safe on this and you'll see why with the rest of my parlay. I like uh, Drake London, 40 plus receiving yards. He's been the number one guy that Mariota's looking to. Nothing at Seattle secondary scares me all that much. I think he cracks 40 easily. I've also got Tyler Lockett, 50-plus receiving yards. It seems like Geno Smith's getting more comfortable with him as the weeks go by. He's been the guy to kind of rely on, and Metcalf is the guy to, you know, hope, to toss get, it downfield and pray that he's going to give it catch to DJ something.
1: Dallas and let him just fling it up there?
0: Can do that, too. You know, that <laughs> clearly worked out fine last yeah, week. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but I've got Lockett, 50-plus there, and to round it all off, I don't know. I, I'm a Mariota guy. I got Mariota anytime touchdown. I think he runs one in on this game here. Oh, you don't
1: think he's gonna catch one? You don't think Kyle Pitts uh, hits him in the on a little fade route or something? And then I, I
0: looked at Pitts. I honestly was gonna add Pitts as an anytime touchdown, but I think with how ineffective Cordero Patterson has been, that they're just gonna hit him with something, and Mariota's gonna run one in. This comes out. Plus 11.85, this is also huge winning potential, and I don't see any of it being that far-fetched, so that's what I've got. The
1: Lockett thing scares me a tad bit. Lockett's that. shown that whether Wilson's there or not, he's the king of being totally inconsistent. So I wouldn't be surprised. 50 yards seems easy for Lockett, but I wouldn't be surprised for him not to hit it. Yep. So that's a weird one. The Mariota one seems totally insane to me, but let's see how insane. that works out. <laughs> I don't know. It's something about Mariota in the end zone it just doesn't add up to me. He's so, got one so far. He does exactly. He I think one. that might be it for the year, unless he sneaks another <laughs> one. In. Honestly, I mean, they, can we replace that? Say, one for the year, one rushing touchdown for the year. Oh, I'm not comfortable doing that. <laughs> I'll, I'll do at least, I think he'll sneak another one in by the end of the year. They don't have that big back that's just gonna power into the end zone. That's Algier where I'm looks good, at. but he's with Damien gone. Cordell Patterson isn't that big back, so I get why you. If the ball's at the one yard line, Mariota is sneaking it in. I'll give right. you that. But they got to get it to the one yard line, that is and I true. think Seattle's gonna own this ugly game. So I'm a little shaky on that one, but I guess we'll see. Uh, so now we're, let's hit with my, I got one plus 1,001 laying around right here. And that's Whoa. the next one. Whoa, hold exactly. on. Exactly. Hold on. San Francisco against our favorite quarterback uh, in Denver, Russell Wilson. So over here, what I got, I got, of course, my boy. You know how much I like him. Russell Wilson. Dangerous. Over, oh my God. Over 235. <laughs> if your fantasy name is dangerous because you have Russell Wilson, change it immediately. Drop out of the league. Yeah, come on. There's nothing. Drop like, it. Nothing's dangerous about Russell Wilson. Even if he turns it around and gets it together, you know he's going to have two good games just to follow up <laughs> with two horrible games. So I don't even want to hear how dangerous Russell Wilson is anymore. But I do have him over 235 and a half this week. I think he's got to air it out and he's got to show a sign of life. And this is the week, this is the week where everybody says like San Fran's kind of getting to rolling and they're just better than Denver and Denver's done just for Denver to come in and kind of punch back. So I got Russell over 235 and a half passing. I got Jimmy over 233 and a half passing. I got Debo over 58 and a half receiving. I got San Fran plus six and a half. I think the game stays kind of close. And I wouldn't be surprised if Denver makes some changes and squeaks it out such as, I don't know, not kicking an extremely long field goal and giving it to the quarterback that you paid a bunch of money and traded for. And then my last leg of the parlay is over 47 and a half. This, to me, is going to be high scoring. It's going to be everybody everywhere. Both teams trying to prove something. Both teams trying to stay near the top of the division with Arizona and the Rams also throwing some questions out there. So, I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff going on. So, I got those five legs for plus 1,007. So this is my big bet of the week, and I need this to hit. And I believe this will be a high scoring, and this will hit. Uh, What did you have for this game?
0: Yours I absolutely love, let me just say. I love this one a lot. And for you to come out and say Russell is going to get the over... I think speaks of volumes.
1: If he doesn't get the over, he's literally dead to me. I will never use his <laughs> he's name. He's not already? This, I, he's not in this podcast for me anymore. I will never say his name in this pod anymore. He will be the unspoken one. He'll be, now what is he, me. number
0: three in Denver? I don't even he know. He will be Denver's number three. I don't three. know who Denver's number
1: <laughs> three is. It'll be the unspoken human being. That is how I will announce him from now on.
0: But no, again, this is a prime time game, and... If Russell's going to let this guy that just came in off the bench outshine him, the guy who probably thought he wasn't going to even play a snap this year, besides in garbage time, it's just, it's all downhill from there. So again, I love your bet in this one. On my end, I've got the 49ers also plus six and a half. I really like that piece. Added that in. I've also got Javante Williams. I'm big on him this year. I think he's an extremely talented running back. Runs hard. I believe he was ranked most yards after contact as of last year. So I've got him at over 50 and a half rushing yards. For someone of his talent, I think that that is money against San Francisco. And I've also got Jeff Wilson Jr. as an anytime touchdown. Uh, With their backup running back uh, injured as well in this game, they are going to lean on the veteran. And I think he's going to get at least one red zone carry that's going to equate to a touchdown. So this is a three-like parlay. Plus 491. Uh, honestly, I like yours more in this, especially for being plus thousand and seven. What I
1: will say is, I don't like. I, I'm. I don't understand how it's plus 491. The one thing that is, I guess, a stretch or slightly scary is that Wilson anytime TD. I feel like the rest of this is a lock. I yeah. can't see Denver by winning more than winning by more than six and a half. I, I don't see Javante getting under fifty and a half. Even if they're splitting carries, they they give the ball around enough for both of them to get fifty yards if they wanted Melvin and Javante. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him more 15.5. The Jeff Wilson touchdown, I guess, is a tad bit of a stretch, but somebody's got to score. And in San Francisco, odds are it's going to be a rush, whether it be Jimmy or Debo or the whoever running back seven is, because whatever yep. running back's back there does his thing. So I, I like everything about this, and I'm very surprised it's 491.
0: Yeah, for three legs, 491 is always surprising. You always expect it to sit around like 250, 300 max. So definitely get what you mean there. To finish it all off, we have got... Dallas at the New York Giants. Big divisional game Monday night. What you got going for this one?
1: Dallas comes into New York and freaking wins this game. That's what I got. Whoa, whoa, whoa. CD is going to be dancing in the end zone and dancing on, on the front <laughs> of my roster. With, getting in the end zone finally. A so little I got bit CD of bias touchdown. I'm sensing. No bias. Zero bias. <laughs> CD touchdown. Dallas minus three and a half. Dallas goes to New York and wins this game. New York's shown. This drive to stay in games, but I don't think they have the talent. Dallas has the talent, but the drive's been weird. I think Elliott has a decent game. I think they do what they want offensively against the Giants. I don't think Giants' defense scares me much. I think Cooper Rush stays decent. I think Dallas overall just wins this game outright. So I I want Dallas minus 3.5 and CD touchdown at plus 368, which seemed a little weird for me um what, what do you got going on for game script what do you got going on this game
0: yeah for to your point on yours with the injury to deck and then you add in cd touchdown i feel like it just skyrockets so that's why it's at plus 368 for only a two leg parlay but i think that's a really good bet these are two teams where we're both just kind of like what is going on with either of these right now i think anything is a possibility in this game man it's kind of weird to me but we both kept it a two leg parlay i've also only got two bets going in this one i've got one of my highs for the week sterling Shepard. anytime touchdown i like him a lot this week he's getting peppered with targets and i think that he can really crack it open against the dallas secondary and score a touchdown and I'm going contrarian, I'm going Giants money line. Giants I like what I saw. Giants
1: are not 3 I don't even want to hear it.
0: I like what I saw against the Panthers. We'll see what happens, If but. the
1: Giants are 3 and 0 and I don't even know. That team is that team has not shown me anything to make me scared and Daniel Jones should not be leading anybody to 3 and 0. So I I guess we'll (laughs) see, but I I don't like anything about your money line pick, to be that honest.
0: (laughs) I like plus 435 for those two, though.
1: I get that. I think if Shepard gets a touchdown, that could line up with a Giants money line pick. So I like your game script. I like the way you scripted it. But I will say... uh, I don't see it the way you see it, but I guess uh, hopefully one of us is right, right?
0: Well, you'll be wearing your Cowboys jersey. I'll be wearing my Daniel Jones jersey. C9 I'll have to maybe. order it. I don't have it yet, but I'll get it. I
1: would get <laughs> anybody but Daniel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, Tyrod Taylor still a backup in, in New York?
0: I wouldn't surprise you. I see think him I'd rather have the Tyrod jersey, to be honest. He might <laughs> take a few snaps. You know, right? Tyrod's
1: my boy, though, but that's that's very different. Shout out
0: to Tyrod Taylor if he's listening in. Man, I love Tyrod. <laughs> Tyrod won
1: us a couple two quarterback leagues, man. I, oh, yeah. I love them uh nonetheless guys super psyched about this iop bets episode hopefully this week we do at least as good hopefully even better than we did last week especially for sunny over here and i need to make up for it i need to win this week so uh, i'm trying to embarrass sunny and the san francisco leg is was going to help me through it
0: <laughs> it was a it was a weird week for sure it took us a lot more time i would say on these bets but i think that time is money and equates a little bit more money in our pockets i like it. like
1: (laughs) it overall you know what
0: it is guys this is the instant offense podcast